Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Extended Oilers Now coverage for you. It is currently 2.36 in Edmonton. We just had former Edmonton Oiler and Calgary Flame, member of the 06 playoff run, Steve Stales, the president and GM of the Hamilton Bulldogs, join us. Steve is our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K. Today, we head back to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, it's you, vacant right now, actually. I don't have Mr. Michaels yet. Well, what's going on? here come on jack i i text him come on really is this seriously happening really okay well hello okay we'll see if uh <laughs> we can get hooked up here with jack i guess he just wants to see me tap dance on the air we got him now <laughs> all right there you go because he knows i can't fill uh we welcome back to the show uh jack michaels from nhl hockey and rogers and Sportsnet and the orders radio network thanks jack i had to fill uh for about 27 seconds and you know what that means radio awkwardness on the air yes no i uh i like to keep you honest every once in a while bob and uh certainly i know your excitement levels at a uh, fever pitch going into tonight's game and i know both on one thing, that uh, for many different reasons, the Oilers would be well wise to uh, quote-unquote put the foot on the neck tonight. All right. Are you surprised this series is 3-1 right now? Bob, not really. And I I don't mean to sound like a know-it-all, but you've done enough games with me to know that I have always had certain issues in terms of feeling Jacob Markstrom's as as good as he is. I, uh, you've been higher on him than I have, and and certainly uh, his regular season numbers would have backed you up. That's the best season he's had. It's the first season he's had over nine twenty as a starter. And he was great, but as you know, I, I never really liked him. I, I never really liked him head to head against the Oilers, and that was more my last year. And it's been born out again this year. I just, for whatever reason, and he's got people very close to the Calgary Flame staff and, and asked, you know, can, can a goaltender shoot? And, and, and then the answers I've gotten is absolutely. And then the other thing is, and you and I have discussed this on the air in, in previous seasons, maybe not as much this year, with respect to, you know, would Gaudreau and Kachuk 
be, you know, there when you needed it. Again, in particular against Edmonton, there's been a number of games since they began their careers where they've been relatively quiet. And in the last two games of this series, Calgary's top line, which Daryl Sutter called, and rightfully so, a terrific regular season line, Calgary's top line has combined for one point in the last two games. Edmonton's top line has combined for 17 points over the last two games. If that continues, I don't care how great Markstrom plays, the Flames have no chance. Given the way Connor McDavid's going right now, can Calgary beat Edmonton in three straight games? I don't think so. And again, I'm not trying to jinx anything here, or I'm not trying to, you know, sound like I felt like Edmonton would beat Calgary in, in five games. I didn't. I picked the Oilers in six, and, and you know, I will not be surprised if Calgary gets another win in this series. But I don't think they'll get three. Uh, Connor McDavid, it's not just the way he's playing, Bob. It's the way he's carrying himself. Uh, you know, there's a cliche in sports that steely-eyed resolve. He has it right now, and I, I think it's too formidable a task right now. And I, I, it's not just limited to Calgary. I'm not sure the Oilers, you know, can be beaten three games in a row right now. Uh, in fact, they've only lost three in a row under Jay Woodcroft once, and one of those games was an overtime. I mean, it, they're going to be a tough out. Leon Dreisaitl knew what he was talking about when he said, I wouldn't want to play us in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out. I'm not saying Edmonton's going to win the Stanley Cup, but I really don't see a team sweeping four straight against Edmonton, and I don't see them sweeping three straight, quite frankly. I think the Oilers, you know, if and when they exit the playoffs, I think it'll be in six games or greater. Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson, how much did the coaching change change the complexion of the season for the Edmonton Oilers? Well, I think some of the players on the periphery of the team were quickly put into more clearly defined roles and and once and had a greater understanding of how they could contribute to the team's success. Uh, and I'm not just talking about Derek Ryan, who's kind of made it obvious, but, you know, a second power play in it that, quite frankly, was not utilized for the bulk of two and a half years. And, and with some, I mean, with some justification, I mean, the power play was terrific. And, and so I'm not going to necessarily fault Dave Tippett for that. The power play actually hasn't been quite as good under Jay Woodcroft uh, but that's, I think the greater good has come into play on that. The second power play unit, for instance, is now getting 45 seconds to a minute of every Oiler power play and, and contributing. And in fact, has been more efficient in the playoffs than the first unit in terms of minutes played. Uh, and then they've connected for three goals. Another example. So, and just the way, uh, again, I, I think the sense that Jay Woodcroft got when Mike Smith, uh, I don't want to say took advantage because obviously it was an unfortunate illness that befell Miko Koskinen, but Jay Woodcroft's sense that he was on to something when Mike Smith went out and won the three games in California and, and, and gave the Oilers their first ever unbeaten trip through that state in the history of their franchise. He was on to something. And, and so he decided to ride Smith, where a lot of people would have said, geez, Miko Koskinen's 27 and 12. I mean, doesn't he have to be your starter? And instead, Mike Smith goes 9 and 0 down the stretch. And, and just the little levers he's pulled, uh, you know, using his terminology, the Kyler Yamamoto 
little spot shift that that leads to the game winner. You know, it has everything he's tried not you know worked out? No. But he's made more good ones than bad ones, and he's empowered his team in a way that I don't think we've seen in the McDavid-Drysaddle era in terms of up and down the lineup, everyone feeling a part of it. What's a bigger surprise, that McDavid's been able to elevate and play at this level or that Drysaddle's sitting with four three-plus point games first time in NHL history given the context of his injury? Well, I mean, they each have established NHL records. You know, McDavid with his multiple point, you know, games at the start of the postseason, and and as you said, what what Drysaddle's done, I I would say it's actually Leon Drysaddle though, because the injury that I suspect he has, you know, can can really ruin your season and and ruin it, you know, not just in the short term, but but in the long term, and. It's a, you know, I suspect he's got a real nagging situation. Now, the one thing, and here's why I'm surprised, is the one thing I've been surprised about is I think just Dreisaitl has, you know, a, a pain tolerance that, that maybe exceeds what I thought he was capable of. I, you know, and, and maybe Leon is right there with Connor in terms of doing things that are in excess what we think they're even capable of, even though we recognize that they're two of the top five players in the world. So I guess what he's done is he's managed that situation in a way that that maybe I didn't think he could and produced at a level that I didn't think he could. And again, this is related to what Jay Woodcroft has done, is he's put Leon Dreisaitl in a situation where he can succeed with some of these injury issues. He he has alleviated some of the pressure that Leon Dreisaitl has faced all year long, you know, playing up and down the middle at both ends and, and taking virtually every face-off. He's alleviated some of those responsibilities without reducing Dreisaitl's ability uh, to produce in a, in a given workload. And, and again, that's testament what, to what Jay Woodcroft has done. But I also think uh, the greater point here is that Leon Dreisaitl is every bit uh, as capable of otherworldly performances as number 97. From the Oilers Radio Network, Jack Michaels, Bob Stoffer joining you, Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Uh, tonight's face-off show with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Jack, myself, and Cam Moon begins at 5.30, puck drop at 7.50. Oilers with a chance to close out the Calgary Flames. Jack, which other series that's left has you most interested? Well, I think Colorado-St. Louis now. Uh, I, I absolutely feel like that's a, that's a bit of a thing that Colorado's now going to have to deal with psychologically. Uh, they were in control last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, having won their first six straight, and then four games later they were out of the playoffs and, and lost the series to Vegas when when the Golden Knights pushed back. St. Louis, down 3 nothing and shorthanded, pushed back in a big way. And the manner in which the Blues were able to overcome a, another remarkable performance from Nathan McKinnon. I mean, look, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl aren't the only two guys in this postseason, there were a lot of questions. Hey, is Nathan McKinnon ever going to score in the playoffs? Well, he, you know, he puts a hat trick on the board and scores one of the most, you know, breathtaking goals we've seen all season. The two with the two scored by McDavid are the only ones that rival it. To be honest with you, and and trust me, I think McKinnon was moving at, at just as blinding a pace as McDavid was on what seemed to be the game winner. But there you go, it seemed to be the game winner because the Avalanche didn't put it away. And if the Oilers have a lead tonight, 
you know, that that's a situation where they're going to have to put the foot down because Colorado didn't do it last night, and that's a championship hockey club over there in St. Louis. It's not too long ago that they were raising the Stanley Cup, and when you give a championship pedigree team second life and you haven't really done anything i mean people say well the oilers haven't been beyond the second round since 2006 the avalanche haven't been there since 2002 so there's some doubt right now within the avalanche you know hey we had it we had it now we got to go into st louis for game six so that's a series to definitely keep an eye on because like the one you and i are calling tonight i don't think it's over jack great stuff thanks for your time Always a pleasure. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Talk to you in a few hours. You bet. We will wrap up the show in four and a half minutes' time. You're listening to Winners Now. Mike Smith is 3-0 in this series with a 3.31 goals against average and a 9.13 save percentage. He had to wait for a contract offer after Jacob Markstrom ultimately spurned the Oilers and signed in Calgary. On a six-year, $6 million-a-year deal, Markstrom is 1-3 with a 5.28 goals against average and an 8.50 save percentage in this series. Let's go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. This October, travel on a private WestJet charter flight to Cabot Links in Nova Scotia for five days of golf at the number 10-ranked golf course in the world. Details, NewWestTravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay, in 1988, the Oilers become the first NHL team to record 11 home wins in one playoff run as they beat Boston 6-3 in Game 5 and win the Stanley Cup, the last cup with Gretzky on the team. He won the Conn Smythe with 43 points in 19 games that year. Today obviously was the day also, Bob, that the tradition of taking that picture, the team picture with the cup was formed. Steen River. That's where I saw that game. I was in Steen River in 1988. Uh, James Bell was with me, guy from St. Albert. We were watching the game together. And, of course, that was the year that the night the lights went out uh, in Game 4 in Boston. The Oilers won the series technically in uh, Game 5 in 88, but didn't lose a game in the actual series uh, because of the cancellation of the game when the lights went out at the old Boston Garden. And as we know, Craig McTavish sort of uh, suggested half-jokingly, well, maybe Whitey Bulger had something to do with it. The Edmonton Oilers, uh, impressive. Um, Wayne Gretzky scoring a, a, a goal, a, a tapping at the saddle and net there to close it out at the end of the second period. It was fait accompli by that point. The Oilers, Craig Simpson, who's working tonight's television broadcast with Chris Cuthbert, he was sick. But, of course, uh, was a big part of things that year. And the, I mean, the Oilers were loaded. They had Tickenden with Gretzky and Curry. And then they had Messier, Anderson, and Simpson. Paul Coffey was gone. He was traded from that team. Uh, but nonetheless, the Edmonton Oilers took care of business. Very impressive en route to the 1988 Stanley Cup Championship, a year in which they swept the Calgary Flames in four straight. A lot of people didn't see that happen. Uh, went six against Chicago. 
Was that the year? 88? No, it was Detroit. They beat Detroit in 88, uh, in five in uh, 1988. So they went 16-2 and two in the playoffs in 1988. What's going to happen tonight, Brendan? You make the call. I mean, it's going to be tough to close Calgary out at home here. I don't think there's any question about that. No, I completely agree with that. And I think that the first 10 minutes of this game are going to be very important and probably indicative of how the rest of it is going to go. I think if if the Oilers can escape that, uh, even if they end up down a goal as Calgary surges with the energy of the home crowd, if they can keep it within reach as they've done in this series, then they've got a good chance. But if Calgary blows the roof off of it early in this game and caves Edmonton in a little bit, then it's going to be real hard. Oilers, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, 13 points in four games against the Flames in the series. McDavid 11 and four games against the Flames. Kane and Hyman each have got five goals and Nugent Hopkins has got five points. I mean the Oilers are averaging five goals per game. That says everything right there. So, uh, reminder tonight, Oilers and the Flames live from the Saddle Dome, 5.30 face-off show, puck dropped 7.50. Tomorrow, loaded show which we'll be doing uh, live from the 630 Chad Studios. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. And Kevin Weeks from NHL Network and ESPN for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. They'll all join us on the Friday edition of Oilers Now. Do want to mention uh, there's still about 1,500 spots available if you want to be a part of tonight's Safeway Road Game Watch Party inside Rogers Place. Tickets on sale now for five bucks for charity at EdmontonOilers.com. They're selling fast. Doors to Rogers Place open at 6:30 for the puck drop tonight at 7:30. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6:30 chat afternoons with guest host Chelsea Bird, live from Ice District. Special thanks to John Bruins for his support on our show today. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.